The NHL draft is coming up later on this week, and our Boston Bruins do not have a first-round pick. They'll select 54th overall to begin their selection process. On today's episode, I'm going to look back at Boston's second-round selections and pick out the best from that round, and also look at the best 54th overall picks in NHL history. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren. And this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Wednesday, July 6th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day, free and available on all podcast platforms, as well as on YouTube. So if you haven't subscribed yet, search up Locked On Boston Bruins and smash that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. YouTube people will get some bonus content as well as whenever there is breaking Bruins news, I'll post a short clip over there. If you're on Twitter and Instagram, you can follow the podcast at LockedNHLBruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren. Here on Wednesday, General Manager Don Sweeney and Team President Cam Neely will meet with the media in Montreal for a pre-draft availability. I'll break that down on tomorrow's podcast. There are some reports that Sweeney is looking to either move up a bit in the draft or to even move into the first round. What that would cost... And whether that's feasible remains to be seen. But I do believe he has his eye on a couple players specifically. One being uh, David Goyette of the Sudbury Wolves, who's a Boston area native. Surprise, surprise. And the other is uh, Danny Jilkin of the Guelph Storm. Both are centers. And when I look back at Boston's history of drafting in the second round... The big wins for this team have been at the center position. In fact, all you have to do is look at the past 10, 15 years of this team and see who has been helping drive that success, if not at the wheel. And it was second round picks from 2003 and 2004 that solidified the center position for the Boston Bruins. 45th overall in 2003, you had Patrice Bergeron selected out of the QMJHL, the Acadie Bathurst Titan. And then in 2004... The Bruins did not have a first-round pick that year. They had traded it in order to help load up for what they hoped for would be a long playoff run that was interrupted by the 
Montreal Canadiens, Joe Thornton's broken rib. But 63rd overall, they selected David Krejci from the Czech Republic. Now, within their respective draft classes, they are obviously some of the best to emerge. 2004, dominated by Alex Ovechkin, who went first overall. Evgeny Malkin, who went second overall. Blake Wheeler ranks third in points from that draft class after being taken fifth overall. He later would become a Boston Bruin. Perhaps, well, you know, Rich Peverly won a cup for the Bruins, so uh, I'm not going to begrudge that trade, but would have been nice to have Wheeler over the past several years as well. It did free up cap space to acquire uh, Thomas Coberley. Anyways, that's an aside. David Krejci ranks fourth from the 2004 draft class with 730 points in 962 career games. Could that total rise? We'll have to wait and see. Patrice Bergeron, easily one of the best players from the 2003 draft. He ranks third in total points behind Carolina's Eric Stahl and Anaheim's Ryan Getzlaff. Bergeron, of course, has a Stanley Cup and a record-breaking five Selkie trophies to his credit as well. There are a couple other notable second-round picks in uh, Boston Bruins history. I go back to when I was a youngster, and I look at uh, the 1991 NHL entry draft. Joseph Stumpel. Uh, was selected in the second round, 40th overall, from the Czech Republic. He went on to have a pretty good career, 677 points in 957 career games, uh, trailing the likes of Ray Whitney, Alex Kovalev, Peter Forsberg, Marcus Naslund, Eric Lindros. What a what a great draft that was. Uh well, great draft class. Uh, he was one of my favorite players as a youngster. I won't look too far back into the past because uh, NHL was quite different back in the 80s, but I thought Stumple was a good example. Another center that the Bruins took uh, who had a pretty good uh, career. Um, he went on to play, of course, for a number of teams, including the uh, Los Angeles Kings, the Florida Panthers. He had two stints in Boston, uh, if you will recall. Um, those are probably the three best second-round picks in Boston Bruins history. Now, if we look more recently, there's a couple guys who have some promise. Oh, actually, I should mention as well. 2006, 50th overall, Milan Lucic out of the Vancouver Giants of the WHL. The Bruins scored that draft by adding Brad Martian in the third round, but Lucic uh, has put together a pretty good career, 565 points in 1,096 games. 
won a cup with the Bruins, of course, and uh, was quite a force. Uh, the Bruins that year drafted Phil Kessel in the first round, Brad Marchand, and third round, Lucic in the second round. And all three of those guys are top 10 in scoring from that draft class. If we move a bit into the future, you have guys that didn't quite pan out, like a Ryan Spooner, um, Alexander Koklachev, Linus Arneson, Ryan Donato, who was traded for Charlie Coyle. Uh, you have Jeremy Lozon, who was selected by the Seattle Kraken. He's now a Predator. Jacob Forsback at Carlson. Brandon Carlo from 2015. He's become a somewhat of a core player for the Bruins. And uh, Ryan Lindgren, 2016. He was flipped in the Rick Nash trade. More recently, you have Jack Stadnika, selected in 2017. And Mason Lorai selected in 2020. The hope is that those guys could be somewhat significant members of the Boston Bruins core. Um, Lorai probably a year away. But Stenica, he's a restricted free agent. So if he's not traded this summer and he's given an opportunity, perhaps Jim Montgomery can get something uh, out of him. But it's Bergeron. Krejci, Lucic, Stumple, who, and Brandon Carlo, I suppose, who um, highlight Boston's second-round selections. We're going to look at the best 54th overall selections in NHL history here in a moment. But first, a quick word about Bet Online, your number one source for all betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league news, including the ongoing Major League Baseball regular season, at BetOnline, your continued source for all sports wagering information. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use their mobile app to learn more about the trends in action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. As we're talking about today, the NHL draft is right around the corner, and our team of local hosts and draft experts breaking it down with insights and analysis for every first-round pick. Subscribe to Locked On Boston Bruins on YouTube for all the latest breakdowns on the NHL draft and more. When it comes to 54th overall picks in NHL history, the Bruins have actually made uh, one of those, or a couple of those, actually. In uh, 1974, they selected defenseman Tom Adour, 87 points in 158 games. In 1997, they selected Matthias Carlin, who did not appear at the NHL level. When it comes to who are the best second-round picks in NHL history, two, or sorry, 54th overall picks in NHL history, um, two players jump out right away. First is defenseman Duncan Keith, 
of the Chicago Blackhawks. A multiple uh, Stanley Cup winner. And I believe he also won the Conn Smythe Trophy in 2015 when the Blackhawks beat the Lightning in the Stanley Cup Final. Of course, beat the Bruins in 2013. Also won a cup in 2010 as uh, they defeated the Philadelphia Flyers that year. A Flyers team that had pulled off the reverse sweep in the second round against the Boston Bruins. Another player jumps to mind as well, uh, Chris Osgood of the Detroit Red Wings. He didn't um, perhaps post the greatest goalie stats, but he benefited from being on a loaded Red Wings team. He won three Stanley Cups, and two of them came while he was the starting goaltender. He's ranked 12th in wins in the NHL regular season history with 401. Um, And he was known as the Wizard of Oz. So a pretty good 54th overall pick there. More recently, 2017, the Buffalo Sabres selected goaltender Yuko Pekka Lukonen. And he uh, has the look of a potential... um, Fran- nah, I don't know why I say franchise goalie, but he could be a very good goalie for the uh, for the Buffalo Sabres. Last year, the Minnesota Wild selected defenseman Jack Pert with the 54th overall pick. Uh, prior to that, Emil Andre was selected by the Philadelphia Flyers. Robert Mastro-Simone by the... Detroit Red Wings, Benoit Olivier Grew, selected in 2018. Uh, not a lot going on there. You have to go back to 2011. Scott Harrington, selected by the Pittsburgh Penguins. He had 210 games played for them. Artem Anisimov, selected in 2006, 376 points in 771 games. Uh over the course of his NHL career. But it's Osgood, and it is um, Duncan Keith who emerge as the best 54th overall picks in NHL history. And that is where the Bruins are scheduled to make their first selection on Friday at the NHL Draft. Remember, this year it's not a Friday-Saturday affair. It's a Thursday evening Friday uh, thing, which works for me as I'm taking two of our boys camping uh, this weekend. Going to take turns, one boy one night, another boy another night, and uh, I'll have a draft recap pod up for you before I head out on Friday afternoon. Speaking of which, I want to thank you so much again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. Now make your second lesson the Locked On NHL podcast. Our experts give you a daily 30-minute 
recap on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on every bit of news in the hockey world with the Locked On NHL podcast, your daily 30-minute show. Let's finish off with some news and notes from around the NHL. And there's a couple players emerging as available that the Boston Bruins may be interested in. Uh, the Ottawa Senators, the first team to buy out a player during this offseason. Uh, the first window is from July 1st to July 12th. Mm. Excuse me, need a sip of sweet, sweet coffee. Uh, they placed forward Colin White on unconditional waivers for the purpose of buying him out. He had three years remaining on his deal at an AAV of $4.75 million. He was a first-round pick in 2015, the infamous 2015 draft, 21st overall. Uh, he's had some injuries, some inconsistencies, following a 41-point performance in 2018-19 that earned him this contract. He can become an unrestricted free agent on July 13th. I don't know if he's quite a second-line center. Uh, the Bruins might not need another bottom six center. And it appears as though the Montreal Canadiens are very interested in him, uh, but could be someone that the Boston Bruins do take a look at. Some huge news around the NHL yesterday. The Maple Leafs promoted Dr. Haley Wickenheiser to the assistant general manager position, and the San Jose Sharks hired Mike Greer as their general manager, the first black GM in NHL history. The Coachella Valley Firebirds also hired Jessica Campbell as an assistant coach, making her the first woman to serve as a full-time coach in AHL history. So great day when it comes to actually showing that hockey could be for everyone. Representation definitely matters and... Um, Congratulations to all three of those individuals. Claude Giroux is another player that Bruins could, should be interested in. Appears as though the Edmonton Oilers are among his suitors. Um, he can play center or wing, of course. And the idea of him skating alongside Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl is obviously appealing to him. Ottawa Senators are a possibility, uh, but he probably wants to play for a team that's a bit further along. Would love to see him in black and gold, but again, Boston's cap situation is quite prohibitive. One guy they might be able to get for cheap is Jesse Pugliarvi. He and the Oilers appear to be parting ways, and the market... There's a few teams interested. The return would not have to be huge by all accounts. Pugliarvi, you know, fourth overall pick in 2016. 36 points in 65 games this past season. But he's a very good two-way forward. Think what you saw Valeri Nichushkin do in the Stanley Cup playoffs this year. That's what Pugliarvi is on his way to becoming. Uh, so we'll have to see if 
Don Sweeney is interested, but he really should be. If you look at Boston's right side depth, it's woefully thin. You had Jake DeBrusque playing on the top line, right wing, as a left-hand shot, which is not ideal. Then, you, of course, you have David Pasternak, Craig Smith, who had a down year. Curtis Lazar is an unrestricted free agent. Uh, you have Oscar Steen. Really, it's Pasternak who you can pencil in the top six, and that's about it. Uh, Pugliarvi, put him alongside Marchand and Bergeron later this season. That could be quite a dynamic, uh, quite a dynamic line. I think that's pretty much it for today, friends. There's so much, um, so many reports, rumors going on out there, but I wanted to get out the Bruins' best second-round picks and best 54th picks in NHL history before we get going with some serious draft stuff. Like I said, <clears throat> excuse me, Sweeney and Neely will address the media today at 10:30, and I'll be sure to recap what we learned from them on tomorrow's episode uh preview the draft and uh, on friday we'll take a look at what the bruins were able to do at the nhl draft i hope you're all having a great week it's pretty crazy out there news cycle can be overwhelming so please do take care of yourselves take care of each other thank you for tuning in today tell a friend in your life about the locked on boston ruins podcast and we'll be back tomorrow to bring you all the latest on the black and gold on the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.